Guess who? Yes, it's me, Natasha. And as you can see, based on the title, this is Child Free, Childless Part 2. In this one, it's not an interview. It's just the three of us discussing the fact that we are child free slash childless over the age of 35 and what that looks like for us. So here it is, Childless or Child Free Part 2, Season 1, Episode 12. We hope you enjoy this one as much as you enjoyed the last. Hi everyone, welcome to The Awkward Stare, where three like-minded women of color explore various topics through their very awkward lenses. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to part two of our child-free, childless episode. As I sit down with Natasha and Arlene and discuss our experiences being child-free after 35. Hi, this is Jahan. Hey, it's Natasha. And this is Arlene. How's everybody doing today? Good. Doing all right. Hanging in there. (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) So we're going to start off our conversation about being over 35 and child-free, childless, however we want to, I guess it's a perception thing. So I guess we let the cat out of the bag. We're all over 35. We don't have to say our ages, you know, and we're all women. I guess we all see it differently about being over 35. So I just wanted to start off with one question. Do you all think that the onus is usually on the woman to like for why she hasn't had children or why we decided not to have more than one? How do you all feel about that? Yeah. 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 I think overwhelmingly, I would say I feel like it's always on the woman to watch your body clock. You know, your time's running out. You got to have kids. You're going to regret it if you don't. Oh, you had one. I hear this a lot like, oh, so when are you going to have another one? It's like, oh my God. <laughs> she just pushed one out like two weeks ago. Are you mm-hmm. going to chill or not? So like, I think there's a lot of that Um, or that she got married. And it's like, oh, when are you going to have kids? Or she just got married. It's like, she just got married like last month. Like, mm-hmm. so I feel like there's a lot of that conversation and things that I hear often. And it feels like the pressure is definitely on the woman to get things going because her body's like, like gonna is like working against her yeah i've been told uh, you don't you're not a woman until you have a baby Mm -hmm. so me being phased that i am also being married on top of that that's another factor i do get that oh when are you guys especially in the beginning when we first got married it more more on the caribbean side of of then the American side where it's like, oh, well, now it's time to have a baby. When are you going to have a baby? Da, 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 da. And it's like all this pressure. And then like, I'll often be like, oh, well, I'll see, you know, he's, he's, I see how he's playing with other kids and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you, with this pressure, give your husband a baby, mm. have yeah. a baby, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're not a woman. Unless you have a baby, although biologically I have all the woman things, but you know, womanhood and womanness is defined by motherhood. So, in a lot of cultures, yeah, 
I've been told by friends, like, I was like, you know, I don't, I'm not in a rush to have a baby right now. And they're like, but you got, you don't want to be too old to have a baby. Like, and I've been told <laughs> by that. It's like, uh, yeah, but the man, the man got to be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's also too, um, something that's like a, a little bit in presumptuous and insensitive to say to someone mm-hmm. yeah. in their 30s who hasn't had a child yet mm-hmm. like you don't know why or yeah, exactly. what mm-hmm. has happened so stop you know stop putting that type of pressure as if you could just look at a person and pop out a baby instead yeah. whenever the fuck you feel like as if these things don't only cost money, but affects your health. Yeah, exactly. Affects your life. Like, it's a major thing. It's not a lighthearted thing to do. Like, having a child, making a human is a big thing. Yeah. And I guess, like, I think we touched upon this a little bit in this conversation that it's kind of seen as almost if you haven't had children yet, or if you're not, even if you're like, the bigger thing is if you're not married as a woman, at least, it's almost like a personal failure to not have those things in place by 35. It's like, almost like you're failing at life. Even if you have a good job uh, or a great job, or you have your, all your degrees on the wall, it's like, no, you're failing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is terrible to say to a woman in the 21st century, like you're not doing well if you, you if you have all don't have all these things and those two things in place, it, it undercuts everything else that you've done in life, even though, mm-hmm. you know, this is a different world. Do you, do you all feel the same way? Yeah. Yeah. In a way, in a way, it's like because it's, it's a different it's a different world nowadays where it's like women are more career driven and stuff like that. And so, and goal oriented, not to say that they weren't before, but it's a whole different thing when you're like a woman and then you, you, you're taught, especially millennials are, are encouraged to be more career and goal oriented as opposed to family oriented. But then there's always this thing in the back of your head because we come under mostly like gen um, baby boomers who have a different type of thing who has, if you take a look at it, they've had their careers. Some have had it, some have had, haven't had it, but most of them have had their careers and their, and their, marriage and their their children regardless of all the shits that's happened in between that so it's like you know you you see that as an accomplishment and you want to accomplish that and because you've accomplished one aspect but not the other you've somehow failed in life because you're judged either way if you're a mother and decide not to pursue a career and just be a mother there's someone out there looking at you like what the fuck is wrong with you and then the other way around too, if you're a person who's who has a career and and has attained a certain level in life, but don't have children, you've now become a failure at life because you didn't get this other other half, this other part that is supposed to you know define your success, right? As a yeah. as a human being in this in this world. Yeah, totally. 
so I, I guess I forgot to ask this question in the beginning. Um, do you all um, want to have children or is it or still want to have children or is it is it something that you want to do or not? I do. Um, but I don't. There are certain circumstances in my life, like I've said this before, I, I so I've had a miscarriage and you know, after I had the miscarriage that that really made me realize how much I actually do want to be. I do long to be a, a, a mother, but in this at the same time, I'm a believer of trusting the process and, and, and trusting the journey that life is taking down. And and so I cir- a life circumstances now have made it to where I can't unfortunately due to this pandemic my husband lives in a different you know he's he's in the bahamas right now and and the lockdown we haven't even been able to even try and see anything so life circumstances have made it to where now i have to wait which is like prolonging the situation or whatever so now i have to in my mind be like all right well if it happens cool and if it doesn't i have to be okay with that as well and i have to learn to to accept that part as well and so I think that I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I want to, but I'm okay if it doesn't happen. Like, that's just, maybe that wasn't my, you know, my purpose. Maybe that's not where I was supposed to go. You know, there's a lot of factors that I also think about um, that has made it to where, you know, just life has made it. I, I, I'm 38 years old and, still don't have any kids and I'm okay with that you know like I'm cool with that when it happens it happens I'm not gonna force it I <laughs> I've had a peculiar is the word that a friend used I, I liked a peculiar relationship with this uh question because um they, I, I I never really wanted children and then at one point I thought I did and I thought I was just scared because I didn't think I could have children because something that happened in my past so once I reconciled with the fact that, okay, you probably can have children, just do you want to is the question. I still came up with the answer. Like, I'm not really interested in having children, but what's changed for me slightly is the fact that if it happens, like I, the thought of it before happening, I used to be devastated. I'd be like, oh my God, if I'm pregnant, I will die. Like <laughs> now I'm like, all right, if it happens then it happens and I'm more flexible about it. But am I actively going to be trying to have a child? Absolutely not. My life, the way I, I see it, doesn't include children. It doesn't include that responsibility. It doesn't include um, having to do those things. I, I think it's a huge, huge undertaking that I feel like I I just don't want to do. And I don't want to simplify it like, I don't know, having a car or something. But it's a project in, its, in itself, it's something that you have to be willing to do for at least 20 years and for the rest of your life, like actively for 20 years, almost 18 to 20 years. And then passively still after that. And I'm just like, do I want to dedicate my life to rearing a human being to be in this world at this time? I think I can't plan for that. I feel like I can't see myself putting that in a plan for myself. But again, if it, if it happens, obviously I will change plans quickly and my plans will look drastically different than what I see for myself currently. So I 
give hats off to those who want to, like you all. Uh, I give hats off to you all because I will help you. But when it's time for me to go home, I'm going to be happy to go home and be child free. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like it's a yes. I mean, it's a no mostly, but it's a yes in the fact that if it happens, I will, I will welcome the opportunity to do something that I didn't necessarily plan to do. Yeah, I, I guess I'm definitely, I'm a yes on that question. It's actually alluded to. I definitely want to have children. I mean, have children as in, do I want to have children come out my body? Um, I would love them to come out of me, but I think that at this age that I'm at, um, 36, I understand that I'm still single. I haven't gotten married yet. And I'm open to the possibility that I'm going to adopt a child. And at about 34, I felt this almost (laughs) pressure to like, I needed to have a, I need to find somebody needs to get life together. I need to, all those things had to come together quickly. And because I wanted to have a baby. And then I was like, wait a minute, you don't have, none of that has to be the case. You can take your time and have it come together as it's going to come together because you want certain things and that's just how it's going to be. And there's always the option of adapting. And I think that that sounds good to me. I think that there is so many children who I can, you know, nurture, even if they don't come out of my own body. So I'm like happy and excited with that idea when that happens for me. So that's me. So I guess another question would be um, another topic I wanted to touch on is that pressure that if you feel that pressure to have children at this point. Yes and no. Yes. Uh, biologically, uh, your body talks to you. So when you get those urges, it's because it's by, by nature that your body is, is saying, reproduce, keep your legacy going, keep your, you have to, because it, it's like how you survive, right? When you stop producing, when you stop making a baby, when you stop having babies, it's basically like on the road to extinction. So innately, we by nature, one, the point of sex is to produce, right? Like that's the, the biological point of, of sex. Yes, it's, ple- it's pleasurable, mm-hmm. but the scientific aspect of it is to to produce a child, um, other animals in in the and other species only have sex for that purpose. Is only during ovulation times or when they're in heat, like dogs and cats and stuff like that, because their body tells them to multiply. So yes, biologically, I'll see a baby and I'm like, you know, I want I want to have one. You know, like my ovaries, my ovaries will. Will pulsate and say, "What it means?" And sometimes I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Like I'll see people who are like pregnant, and I'm just like, "Damn, you know, that's that's a beautiful thing, like to right. to be able to make a life and and go through that and and all that stuff." Having me having been um, pregnant as well, and like experience having to having been able to experience that aspect of it. It is something that is like for some people is terrible because mm-hmm. they get all the sicknesses and stuff. But um, for some people, it's 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 
it's beautiful. And at the end of it, it's even worth it. The pain mm-hmm. and all that stuff, because, you know, oftentimes beautiful things come from labors and, 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 and ugly shit, you know, like yeah. feeling, feel it crying, pain, all that stuff. Every something beautiful always comes from a, a, a bad part. But when I think about the responsibility of it, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm cool. Like, right. Yeah. I see what other people have to go through. I have friends that have children and, and are married and, and I see the toll that it can take not only on your relationship, but your, your own relationship with yourself. Your life is not your own anymore. You have to, you, it's a full-time job to, to take care of the child and, for me, knowing the world that I'm in right now, I when I do have a baby, I want to have the financial freedom, not even the financial freedom, just the freedom in general, where I can teach my child how I want to teach my child, where I can devote that kind of energy. To, and I know that that's going to take from the work that I'm doing for myself, which is fine. Like, I feel like I'm doing this work so that maybe whenever that does happen, I can then bring a healthy human a functioning adult and produce a functioning adult in this world because I have, I've acquired enough knowledge and wisdom throughout this, this lifetime that I've been living that I can pass it on to my, to my offspring. And I have that time where I can actually teach you Black history. I can actually teach you real American history. I can mm. actually sit there and do that because I don't want my kid to go to school to be indoctrinated. And that's what I, that's, that's where I am at with it. So that's why I'm like not super pressured and, or not super in a rush because when I do do that, I know that that's going to take all of me right? and I have to be ready for that. And I know that when it happens, whenever it happens, I will be. But right now, I'm not, like, super pressed. What about you, Tashi? Do you feel the pressure? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't feel, like, pressure for myself. And that's, I think, something that um, it's hard for me to explain to most people. Like, people like, you've never got the feeling to want children. I'm like, no, I've never really gotten that feeling. So I don't know what it feels like to really want children. Like I love being an aunt. And I think in that, that I think I, I am good with my, with my nieces and with children, people are like, well, you have so much love to give. And so that's where the pressure comes in. Like feeling like you have so much love to give while people telling you have so much love to give and feeling like therefore you need to be having children. And it's like, I don't know. I don't see the two adding up. I just feel like I'm giving the love that I have to give because I have it to give. And that could go for anybody, whether a child or an adult. The pressure, I do feel it a little bit less now because I just, I guess I don't absorb it as much, but people say things and it's just like, it rolls off my back because I'm so used to it. But, but there is a pressure sometimes when I think about it, because people do say things that make me feel like, okay, well, why don't I feel like I want children? Will I regret it? Will I be 55 alone? And not have anybody to take care of me. 
Yeah, it's just like I, I do think of it that way sometimes. I, it makes me nervous, but it's like I also don't want to go against what what the feelings that I have for myself. So I think it's 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 tough because uh, so maybe the pressure is coming for myself some in some ways because it's like I want that feeling make it maybe maybe it'll make it easier for me to make the decision, but it's hard when my body telling me one thing like like that's not what you want. And that's not coming from my head. That's coming from me physically. Like, I just don't feel it. Like, I feel no motheringness in myself in that way. Um, no need to have physical children of my own. No need to even adopt other people's children. But to take care of a community, I I totally feel that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I guess there is some pressures in some ways to, to, do, to do a thing. But it's not really, it's not really... For me to physically have children or even to necessarily adopt at this point but it is from external like i feel like there is some like little hints here and there every now and again from yeah. other people yeah i feel like when i see a baby a little baby and i'm like oh my gosh i want one and i want to hold them but you know i think about often think about like what it would be like to be a mother i guess i do feel that internal pressure i but do, I don't feel like the clock ticking anymore. I want to be mentally, physically, financially, all those things have to, I want those things to be in place. I think that's important for me before I bring a child into the world. You know, because when you're bringing somebody into the world, I think that you are passing on a lot of knowledge to this person. You're teaching them how to be in the world. And I want to be able to nurture that child in a way so that they are showing up as fully whole human beings and they don't have to go do work on themselves or whatever um, to be whole again at 30 something years old. I want them to be able to be that person, you know, as they grow up and not have to go back and be like, okay, now I got to fix, fix, quote unquote, fix, but you're really not fixing. But uh, that, that those parts of themselves. So I want to do it for the work on myself first. And I want to also make sure that, that, cushion is there so that they can also build on top of the foundation I've built for them. I think those things are important. So the pressure, when I do feel the pressure, I go back in my head and think, okay, what do you want? <laughs> what, it, what is what is the things that you're building for yourself and then for the next generation? And then that makes me feel like it's, it's a moot point because this is the, what I feel like is the, my divine self is pushing me towards. So let me let my divine self guide me in that direction. I think so. I think that's a that's an important point. Like I feel like people don't realize. I feel like what, what the thing is, even when you know Arlene said legacy, I'm like, okay, so like, do we do we think that we're passing on anything more than our DNA? Right? Like, how do you think about yourself? And and then I feel like that's it's different than saying uh, it is different than saying. I want a little me because people say that a lot. I want a little me. And it's like, they're not going to be a little you. They just have your DNA. Like they're going to be a whole person mm -hmm. all on their own. Like mm -hmm. you have to, what you need to be doing, what, what, what to me, having a child means simply this, that there's a being, there's some energy out there that needs to be brought here, right? To this planet. Your portal. Right. And you're just the portal. You're just taking the time and the energy to make a connection with another human being to make sure that this being can come into this world and do the work that they need to do. You have no control of the work that they need to do. What you have to do is you have to be there for that being 
as best as possible to usher them into whatever work that they need to do. That's all you're here for. And that's what that means. And so I feel like for those people like myself who don't get that feeling, that means you have other, that means me as a being, when I came into this world, I had some other work to do that other than for myself being another portal. Mm -hmm. And so for that to be, for that to be said. So when people say things like, I want a little me, it's like, I don't think it works like that. I just don't believe it works that way. So everybody is not going to be a portal. Mm -hmm. Everybody's not going to be that, that person to bring another energy into this world. Cause that's not my work. But if that work changes or something not, or something, you know, ignites or maybe not at this moment, it's not for me. If I'm 45 and somehow I get that feeling and I'm still able to have children, then okay, then mm -hmm. I will at all. And that's how I feel. I feel like my work has to be what it, what I'm doing now because this is the work I'm supposed mm -hmm. to be doing. So I feel like when people say they want to have children, it needs to mean more than them saying, I want to bring a little me into the world and I want them to do everything that I want them to do. It's not about you. Like, fuck mm. off. Like, that's not what it's about. It's not about you. And I feel like if people realize that, then they would come at you, come at other people. I say not you just generally, but come at people differently when it comes to having children. Mm -hmm. I feel like the world would be so much different because then they'll be looking at everybody like, all right, what's the work that you got to do? Is that work for you? Like the questions will be completely different. Mm. I can't think of what the question would be because it may not even be a question, but it'll be totally different conversations that we'd be having as opposed to talking about, do you feel pressure or don't you feel pressure? Mm -hmm. You know, I think, so I think that's important. I think that um, also, you know, uh, something else, another point that I just thought about too is like, if you think about it, because a lot of my work, for some reason, is bringing me back to what is natural, what I feel is natural, mm -hmm. to to in my spirit. Yeah. Like I feel like my spiritual evolution is starting to. I'm like my mind is 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 like exploding with mm -hmm. like certain information that's coming to me and like innately, you know, in instinctively, intuitively. And so through my, what I'm learning and all this stuff is like, well, African and indigenous tribes, there was no like husband, wife, raise your, your children, right? There was husband, wife, or male, female, you got together, you made a child, you raised your baby, your community got together, the community raised the baby, the community helped because it's not just your, you, but like you said, it's a, you're a portal, you're bringing in the soul. So if a community comes together and works together to raise these little babies and, and, and to raise them and you know what I'm saying? So it's a it's a different aspect in that point where it's like Western philosophy says man woman get married have a child the blah 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 but really it was like no if you go to if you do it the if you're really doing it the natural way it it's like you fall in love with this person you gotta have a baby you're you have your sisters you have all these people that are there to help you, you help your sisters. Like you yeah. guys are all 
raising a community together. You're doing it as a community, as a family together. So it's like it's it was different, but it was not such a burden back in the day to have a child. It was in a it was in an expense. It wasn't a thing. It was just a natural. It was natural to do it. And you did it as a community together. And that's what I feel like I feel. I feel like I don't necessarily have to, but those who are around me who want to do that and want to bring a child into this world, as healthy people, I feel like making that decision is very important. And to realize that is very important. So I feel like the most important thing for me to do is to be there for those who are around me who want to take that on. And if they want to take that on, I feel like the need that I need to be there and be available to help build that being into Mm -hmm. whatever they want to be. So I feel like, you know, but that needs to be made not by me because I'm just here to help. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to help, I just need to be available to do that, right? So, so yeah, I feel like there is a difference in, in maybe in how I think about it um, because of the fact that I'm on this outside part where I'm just like, I don't feel the need to do it myself, but I do feel the need to be there for those around me who do want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I want to be the best aunt possible. I want to be the best whatever help as possible that I can, that I can do within my, within my position. And I think that that may not be the Western way. And I never thought about it like that. Just, but that's just what feels right in my body. So I think it's, I think it's important that what we do going forward as millennials is to continue to, or not continue, but maybe even start because I feel like many of us don't think any differently than our parents did in this way when it comes to children. It's like, we need to start thinking differently about how we f- see having children and having families and what that means to actually have families. I feel like that also, like you touched on, goes into the conversation about being married. What does that mean? You know, what does it mean to you to do those things? What does it mean to build a family? What does it mean to be united to somebody else? So children come usually in the Western world after being married. And if it happens the other way, it's kind of sort of, yeah, like you're still, child mm-hmm. is a bastard. that's a bad word. Like you don't want to call a child a bastard, like, but it's something that we still kind of think because like, oh, y'all need to get married. You're not married and you got kids. Like, what is that? So, mm-hmm. and y'all are together. Like, you know, so I think all of these things are very um, ingrained in Western society that makes so many rules for how things are supposed to be done as opposed to what does it feel what feels right to you. And I think mm-hmm. that's where I'm at in my, in my thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess one thing I was going, I was going to ask, mm-hmm. um, or we can discuss uh, this. Like, do, do we feel like there's any pitfalls um, or do you feel like there's any pitfalls right now in not having children at this point? Or do you only see the upside? Disadvantages? Yeah. I honestly don't, haven't. Can't really think of a disadvantage other than (laughs) the biological one, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. other than to keep your, like I said, keeping your legacy going is really the purpose of reproduction. Mm -hmm. Keeping your DNA 
pushing forward because if you if you don't you kind of make yourself extinct but mm. other than that i mean no yeah, <laughs> yeah. i have more money in my pocket yeah <laughs> i can do more selfish shit so. yeah. <laughs> I, I also don't have any uh downsides i I don't, I don't even see it that, you know, and not in comparison to what Arlene's saying, but more like, I don't even see that my, my, yeah, my DNA may not be going forward, but I feel like my legacy goes forward because there's so many things that I'm doing and they're going, and, and that, mm-hmm. and, and, and that for me is most important. Like what impact am I having on the people who I am around? And if I am having an impact on them, especially the children that are around me and it's a good impact, that is my legacy. Mm-hmm. So they will never forget who I am. Yeah, that's so, true. That's something mm-hmm. that I think is most important to me. And so I feel like I'm already doing that. <laughs> and so um, I don't see any downsides to not having children. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, like Arlie said, I got more money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can, I don't have to worry about even thinking about, all right, well, I got to drop the kids off here because I want to go on this trip and mm-hmm. it's for adults only. And then feeling bad about it because now I miss my kids, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm away trying to enjoy myself, but I miss them because they're home. Yeah. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't have those worries. So, no, I don't see any downfalls to it. Um, well, something else, you know. too, to um, think about as well. And I don't want to get really, but, you know, this is a dark world. Like, mm-hmm. people out here kidnapping babies. Hello. Hello. Like, people out here really. And it's a huge, huge, huge problem. Yeah. So that's another thing that to consider when you're bringing a baby into this world is that you have to be vigilant. This isn't what it used to be where people cared and loved your children. Everyone doesn't come from the same cultural background where they have that innately in them either. So it's like something else to take into consideration where I have heard other people my mother-in-law almost had my my brother-in-law almost got kidnapped. You know what I'm saying? I hear these mm-hmm. things, like I see these things really in real life happening right now, and I'm just like, it's another thing to take into consideration when you want to bring a child into this world is that you have to really fucking be like vigilant mm-hmm. and and understand the the type of matrix that we're in right now. Yeah, I I think that's a thing about us creating communities um as well mm-hmm. because i think that it's so important for us not only to think about like what it's like to be parents but also creating communities where we can trust people around us and try which you know hopefully you can trust the people around you because <laughs> you should be able mm-hmm. to but also you know be able to reach out to other people and say okay well i can you know I can trust this person with my child. I know that this, my neighbor is looking out for me. I think that that's all a part of like us kind of reimagining what the next steps in our our human evolution looks like to be able to just be able to look out for each other. I don't necessarily need to know this person, but I can look out. I see their child walking down the street. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, hey, come over here. Right. I think that that's- Pick up that instinct protectiveness for for that being. Right. Exactly. And not a lot of people have that. Some people really want to hurt your, you know, take your kids, hurt your kids. You know, there's some evil shit happening out there that people have to be mindful of as well. 
I think just generally the world is not like, it's not pretty and roses. So mm-hmm. I feel like right now we, we're talking about a pandemic and there's a lot of things going on with that. And then we're talking about, you know, so on systematic racism. Mm-hmm. And if, if obviously I am of African descent, my children mm-hmm. of African descent, do I want to bring my African, my children of African descent into a world where they're not going to be valued the same as everybody else? More than likely, they'll be dar- of darker skin complexion. That makes it even harder. It's like all these things are like compounded. And it's like, oh, do I want to bring a child, into a being into this world to have to deal with this? Only if the universe, God, whatever says so. But I don't feel that. So that's not my work. So I honestly, it, with all this being said, like you guys already talked about people not caring about children and not feeling the same way about children that we do. And then the world just being in the state that it is climate change. Who knows what's going to happen in 50 years when we're, you know, in our fucking 80s, scratching ourselves. Mm-hmm. What's the world going to be like? Where are we going to be underwater? Like, do I have to get a scuba dive, <laughs> like the scuba gear just yeah. to be underwater? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is what is the world going to look like? And so it's like, do I want to bring a being into this world? Am I the one to bring the being in this world to to, de- to deal with this? And if my body says no, on that warrior, because you become you basically have to become a mother is not just being a nurturer. A mother is being a protector, a warrior like you have to get fucking ready that if you need to freaking karate chop a motherfucker, (laughs) like you got to get ready to do that, too. So it's like it's like a lot of shit you got to take into consideration with, with with bringing another you quote unquote not really you but this other reincarnated spirit into this world you know yeah I don't see any downsides I mean all ups for me all pluses for me (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely been a lot of benefits and I'm like I'm like discovering the world and I look forward to discovering the world again once everything once I can get out of the country so <laughs> I think that that's the thing it's just like you well, yeah I might be a 45 year old mother um, with a two-year-old but I also would have like lived a life so I don't it, it w- mm-hmm. I wouldn't make me no mind and I'll still be like living my life going to carnival so that's how I see my life <laughs> in the future <laughs> so I oh, think no, that, my that, kids at home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Be in my carnival costume. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's what that I mean about. It at home. <laughs> oh, so man. I don't really put on and, the feather hat and and and. Hello, hello. Wine and low. Right. Chicken <laughs> walk. So that's how I see it, and, and I think. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> mommy what time are you coming home after i get sober right. <laughs> i definitely think that there's there's a lot of benefits to being and just becoming a, a full human being knowing that i'm yeah I mean, the work is never done, but knowing that getting into the habit of just doing the self-work is important. So like when those people come into my life, those, you know, beings come in, beautiful beings come into my life, I'm able to like give my 
pull this attention to myself and give and make sure I have an overflow, the overflow to give to them. And I think that's important. So just getting into those habits of creating those spaces and places for myself and then creating those spaces and places for other people who I really care for and really love. I think that's important before I even bring anybody into the world or bring anybody into invite them into my life and say, hey, come on in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Come through, be a permanent part of everything and all things that I have and are doing in exactly. my whole world to wake me up right. at well, three o'clock in the morning. Take away my sleepy youth and beauty, please. With some pancakes. Bring on some pancakes. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think also, I think one thing I want to add to is like, I'm as I have gotten older, I hear more and more. So there's one thing I want to say, two things, actually, I guess. One thing is I have a friend who has four children and she had the first birth that she gave was to twins. Mm-hmm. And she was, we were in our, I want to say our late 20s. Yes, our late 20s, right? Mm-hmm. And she just had a baby last year, I believe. So obviously after 35 and she said, this had to be it for her because, you know, her body, she felt the difference. Like it was easier for her to carry twins than to carry this one child at, you know, 30, 35 plus. So there is a difference that people do know. And she said that even the pregnancy, the pregnancy was completely different. It was much harder, you know, on her body. Um, also, the birthing, I think, was all it was also not that easy, was not as easy for her. And it's not for somebody who's not healthy, you know? So mm-hmm. um, I think there is a difference in something to note. Now, while those of us who um, may have children at this age or older will not have that comparison, it'll be like easy peasy, maybe. Who knows? Everybody's different. Um, but the fact is that there is something to be noted as age uh, takes place mm-hmm. and our bodies are a little bit different. Um, but I think one thing is also maybe her body just more aware of what's going on because mm-hmm. you know yourself better the older you get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to say that. And the second yeah. point, I got it. But if I remember, I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah, it's like, um, I mean, me, I got pregnant. I was when I was 36. And so I'm not going to lie. I was I made it to 16 weeks, which is like four months. Um, and the three months I was sick, I was, I lost weight. I was tired. I was throwing up every freaking, everything used to make me throw up. I couldn't stand smells. I couldn't like, it was not like, you know, happy, rosy, joy, joy and roses. And it was like, I felt like shit. Like Mm. I felt like shit yeah for three months <laughs> for four months i couldn't eat i could you know it's like it's a it takes a toll on you so i does i do think that it is and also you do become more high risk right you ha- you can't do you know i from my own experience like i didn't realize i didn't realize it until i really like until i lost the baby that mm-hmm. i should have been sitting my ass down Mm-hmm. a little bit more than I thought I, you know, I thought I needed to be active. Like I thought I it wasn't, I wasn't being a good 
like I don't like to be seen as not doing anything. And maybe mm-hmm. that's my own insecurities, but like you are doing something because you're making a human, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of fucking work, right? Yeah. But at the time, like you, it takes a lot out of your body. You're tired. You have to sleep more. It's a lot of energy that you're that you're exerting making another person, but you, because other people don't physically see it, right? For me, that's something that I was like, oh, well, people don't, you know, I I feel like I'm sleeping all day. Like, that's not productive. Like, where I should have just, I should have really just been motherfucking sleeping all day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't, because that's your body. Your body is telling you to fucking sleep. Like, your body is telling you to do these things. But yeah, it is hard. I, I do, I can say that, I don't, I not, I wasn't pregnant when I was younger, but I think that maybe it would have been a little bit easier if I did it when I was younger than, mm-hmm. and, and, and probably when, whenever it happens again, if it happens again, it'll probably be another, you know, God knows what type of shit I'll go through, but you know, gotta get ready for that shit. Cause the shit is not fun. I was going to say just, just that, like those things I've heard about people talking about how they're how they um how hard it is like to like just generally like any age like it's not easy to bring a being into this world and how hard it is and and people don't realize how hard that process is that nine months is not easy so even when I was younger and I people used to be like oh congratulations on the on 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 the birth and it's like she gave birth like what the fuck yeah not realizing that that shit is not fucking. Like you see it on TV, and you're like, okay, it's TV, whatever. She's screaming mm-hmm. out her mind. All right, all right. And it's not like women talk about that. They don't talk about. They say, well, yeah, it was painful, but look how beautiful my kid is. So it's like, all right, so it can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. So for me, I began to understand more and more that giving birth to a child is not easy. It's not easy to those nine months is not easy. Mm-hmm. Those seven months, those eight months, whatever it is that you end up having, and then on top of that, giving the actual birth is very, 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 very mm. complicated. It's a complex thing that your body does. So I feel like I have more appreciation for that as well now. I was actually going to touch upon the, I guess this, these these points are linked because I think what you guys touch upon is the fact that women are <laughs> supposed to be superwomen, especially in this day and age where you even, sorry, if you, even if you're pregnant, even if, you know, you, you have two kids and you have to, you have to work, you have to come home, make dinner, you have, you have all these other responsibilities and you have, it's like, almost like you're seen as if you're not doing them, you're not being a good person. You know what I mean? Whereas men don't have those kinds of, it's not as, it's not like they have to do those things. If that makes sense. It's like, you are respect still supposed to, go to work and do all these big things and still come home and take care of home. And I think that's also a thing that we have to think about when, you know, having children, it's, it's a lot of responsibility, especially the way that society kind of, you know, views us as like these, we're supposed to be almost super women. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. And it's, and it goes really like, under it's it's undervalued almost like mm-hmm. 
like it seemed like oh well this is just a, you know this is just how it's supposed to be type of thing when it's like no not really like yeah. it's a lot it's a lot it's a big thing it takes on a lot you don't have your like you will not have the same life after you have a kid like all yeah. the things all the fun things you used to do all the sleep you used to get all the free time you had is no longer yours i know people mm-hmm. who can't take a shit in peace mm-hmm. yeah who can't yep. take a nap who have to escape to their car to freaking get a moment yeah. of peace so exactly yeah so, i think it's that, just, that's a that's a big thing that's a that's a huge thing and i feel like when people say Oh, you're not going to give your husband a baby? Like, what do you fucking mean? Give my husband a baby? Or, you know, like people say those, not to me, but like people say, make those kinds of statements. It's like, what do you fucking mean? Give him a baby. He should be on his knees begging, pleading for me to just give him my attention right now. You talking about give him a baby? Like, I I think that's a crazy thing that people say. You just puts the sperm... So like this is how I see it, right? Your your baby is you. The the skin, the organs, the thing. You know, you got to do all the work. On top of that, that baby is you, literally, like literally yeah. in the flesh. Not might not have your spirit because that's a spirit, but in in physical, that is you. I I think of it as the baby. The baby knows you first. You know, that that being knows you and you first as the mother, because it's within you. It's literally connected to you on the inside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, So I feel like this being, you have to be ready for it. I don't care if daddy's ready for it. I need to be ready for it. So daddy better be on his best behavior to make sure that I, <laughs> as the woman, am ready and am able, so he needs to be ready, obviously, already, in order to make sure that he can make sure, help me mm-hmm. to be ready, because I need to be ready, because that child, my vibes is what that child's going to feel. Yeah. Amen. And yes. if my vibes are not right, that child's going to be, is that that being is already starting off at a deficiency. Mm-hmm. So that's how I see it. So I feel like when people talk to women about babies and children and things like that, I feel like it's very, it's very skewed to patriarchy. And it's like, you have all these things that you need to do to prepare your body for said being. Mm -hmm. All these things that your body needs to prepare for, for being to be inside you and then for that being to come out of you. Like you, you, that takes work. And mm-hmm. so the preparation for you for a year minimum of work for your body, it needs to, that time before that, it needs to be like all the years before that need to be right. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, yo, even another, now that I just thought about it, even after you give birth to that baby, your yep. body is never the fucking same. Mm-hmm. Unless you're young and then you got that quick snap back, you know what I'm saying? That some people do have because they have them young. And that's honestly the benefit of having a baby young is that you could probably snap back from that a lot 
better than a person who's older. But if you take care of your body, I think it doesn't even make a difference because I do see who are having their babies in their 40s and look amazing. Amazing. Right. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. I don't even know if that's, yeah, I feel like I've, I have a friend, like the one who just had the baby like last year. She looks like she didn't have any kids and she has fucking four. And her latest one was in her 35 plus. She was over mm-hmm. 35, baby. So she was fine. So I mean, but I think that there is some internal things about your body, the way your body heals internally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that won't be the same. I mean, it's just like there's some shifting. And even I feel like some people's energy. So like I've, I think my cousin's wife, before having babies, she was completely vegetarian. Now, I don't know if she was vegan, um, but after babies, she eats meat because her body was like when she was having have, one of the yeah, children. Yeah, you have to. Some it, people have it, to it, eat it, meat. Right. So now she does. So it's like, I think there's so many things about birth that's complicated. So you have to give your body what it's asking for and you have to prepare for all of that. Your body knows what it needs and your body has memory. Your DNA has memory. So if it knows that and that's something that I recently learned too is if it knows that it gets a certain nutrient from a pickle and a certain nutrient from the ice cream because of the, because of what you fed your body in the past, that's when you get those different cravings of like, oh yeah, I want pickles and ice cream because mm-hmm. your body is already knowing that it's going to get this from this and it's going to get this from this. Like it knows why and you know why. In these right. things, and and you may not understand it because you you haven't educated yourself or thought about it in that aspect. But that's that's the like what happens, and so you have to like respect and honor that. I know one of my friends; she's vegetarian, but she had to have some meat when she was having when she was pregnant. She's still vegetarian mm-hmm. now, but mm-hmm. she needed a vitamin in the in the red meat for her baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even though more, you know, she might not want to have that, her body is telling her, you need to have this. There there are things that to this day, when I was pregnant, I don't even want to fucking put in my mouth. Like, and then there's things that I started to like after I was pregnant as well. Yeah. So it's like, I, your body I think it's even more complicated. I think it's more even, I think it's even, like, it's just that complicated in the sense that I feel like, there is even this point where your body's like, it's, it's right. It's not coming from your body. It's coming from the being that's inside you. It's mm-hmm. like, this is so because they, they come with their own, right? They come with their own mm-hmm. everything. So it may mm-hmm. not be you really wanting it. It's just that being saying, this is what I need. And you're going to give it to me. This is what I need. This is not about you. You just need to give it to me because I need you to give it to me. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like sometimes it's not even you. But it's like this being that knows that they need this thing. And how am I going to get that vitamin from you? This is what, this is how you're going to give it to me. And you just need to listen. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. So as we wrap up, I'm going to, I just wanted to touch upon how do we, like in this, because we're in a, like a season in our life that may last a couple years, may last longer than that. But how, how are you all creating meaning and purpose in your life? I mean, we've been creating meaning and purpose in our lives, all our lives. So how are we conti- how are you c- continuing to create that in this season, not having children? I will continue to say this, but I meditate. 
And I am now more like trying, try, uh, trusting my intuition and, and, and the direction that my, my life might be going in, is going in right now. And so it's not that I'm finding purpose because my purpose to, for me, my purpose is to live period. There's no grandiose thing I'm supposed to be doing in this world other than living and enjoying this human experience that I'm having right now. And so when I, when you think about like when you're creating purpose or whatever, like what's giving you purpose in life, my purpose is to just live and enjoy it and take it moment by moment. I don't want to have this like, okay, well, let me attain this certain thing right now. And that's giving me purpose because I'm externalizing my purpose. Like I'm externalizing and then putting into a pe- putting something else into a pedestal that is outside of me. And so I am really just focusing and enjoying this process. If part of my process is to create this podcast and, and my purpose is to plant, plant some seeds in some, into some minds right now, then that's, that's what I'm focused on. You know what I'm saying? If, if, mm-hmm. if my spirit is telling me to, to move on something, that's how I'm moving. If my spirit is telling me to read a book, if my spirit is telling me to educate myself on certain things, that's how I'm, that's my purpose in life. Just moving in the moment and building the best version of me right now. And hopefully in the future, I'll continue to be that best version of myself, but I don't have a grandiose thing that I'm holding on to right now. I am living for the, for now. I am enjoying my, my life as, as it is right now in this pandemic, as much as I can, whatever I, I feed my spirit and makes me happy. That's what I'm doing. As long as I'm not hurting myself, which I don't because I love myself. So like that, mm. that's how I'm moving. And that's how I'm moving in my life. I don't live. I no longer hold on to a picture of what 30 years from now is going to look like because I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. And that's, you know, not, none of us know that. And so I feel like that's part of being caught up in this, in this matrix too, that we all hold on to these ideas that are implanted in us that are, that, that get, you know, planted in by, via whatever media and TV and, and whatever sources you get in or from family or whatever. And then you hold on to that idea and you feel like you failed at life because you didn't accomplish that idea that never actually happened. Then that, that it's just an idea. It's just that. So that's where I'm at with it. There's no like particular purpose. My purpose is to live. How I'm creating meaning and purpose in my life is again, meditating daily. Um, I think that my path is unfolding in front of me and I'm just looking towards my higher self to create who I want to be. Right now I'm focused on self-love and just making sure I'm loving myself, but also just telling stories. So I've gotten in back into my writing and, um, and more writing prose than writing screenplays. So we'll see how that works out. Um, and that, those are the things I'm like really um, focused on and, you know, education, educating myself um, I, more on different things that I'm interested in, just going towards things that I, I love and that I've always been interested in and 
creating those things rather than, you know, going, trying to work on things that don't mean much to me at this point. So I think that that's what I, how I'm creating meaning and purpose in my life. And hopefully I can, you know, inspire other people to do the same. Hopefully I I can one day um, connect other people with, with the knowledge that they need. And that's what I'm, what I'm focused on. That's what my higher being right now is telling me to go towards. And so I'm just going to let my path light up as it's going, as Abraham Hicks says, um, light up in, in the way that it's going to light up. And it might take me down a different road a week from now, but I'm just letting, I'm trying to also be present in, in the present moment, um, writing out the things I want. And that might change too. So I just have to mm-hmm. keep the, all those things in mind and just allow myself to dream, allow myself to fantasize and grow as well. Cause like I'm growing, we're all growing and allowing myself to grow in the ways that are beneficial to me. That's how I'm creating meaning and purpose. You're both so profound. I didn't know what to say. Um, I don't know how to answer this honestly still. Um, but what keeps coming to my mind is simply just being here. And that's all I can think and feel and, um, and trusting myself because I feel like I spent a lot of time not trusting what I wanted and what felt right to me that, uh, I am now in a place where I'm like, I just got to trust whatever it is that I'm feeling, whatever it is that I'm wanting to do and, uh, really beginning to understand what it is to love myself. So that's been my focus. Um, And I started this year kind of saying that I wanted to be present. And this year has brought me nothing but opportunity to do that, to do just that. And I'm just fully embracing it and uh, putting the pieces together. And as things line up, I'm just going with it because things are lining up in a way that they've never lined up before and they just it just feels right so wherever it's taking me that's that's the way I'm going so I'll tell you when I get there but I may not be able to (laughs) I may be dead by then (laughs) when I get there but Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's just it's just whatever goes but I know I, I another thing that is uh prominent in my mind is being honest with myself and being honest with the people around me and that's not as easy <laughs> as it sounds. Mm-mm. So um, those are the things that are giving me, I don't know if I want to use the word purpose, but it's giving me the most life mm. and making me the most grateful that I've ever been. So that's the best response I have. And I hope it answers the question. Thank you, ladies. And I enjoyed both of those answers, actually, both of your answers. So I appreciate that. Those are something to definitely something to think about in my for my own health, for my own self. So um, we're going to move on to the crystal healing portion of the episode. Arlene, I'm going to let you have that. All right. So the um, crystal that I chose is peach moonstone. And this is um, connected to the heart chakra. 
it stimulates the passion and creativity and and sensuality. It helps facilitate creativity and self-expression and great for self-worth, connects to the divine feminine, emotional balance, perfect for um, automatic writing and clairvoyance and prophetic dreams. And there's a mantra, it says, I embrace my divine feminine. So, um, yeah, being that this is a, a topic of, of having children and, and being mothers, and, and that's something that is connected to femininity. Um, that's something that, that this is a, a good stone that I've been using. I know Jahan, you just bought a bracelet, a peach moonstone one from me. Yes, I did. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> So, um, for me, from Arliss Crystal Closet, let me separate it a little bit. Um, but yeah, so this is a, is a good stone, one that I would recommend, one that I've been using for a while now as a woman. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's a good feminine one and a good motherly one, too. So thank you, ladies, um, again, for that for this insightful episode. I hope it helps um, some someone out there um, who's feeling the pressures of biological clock ticking. Um, hopefully it's not ticking so loudly anymore. Um, if you like what you heard, please like, share, subscribe, follow us on any platform you uh, listen to your podcasts on. Um, we would love to hear any of your comments. Uh, you can always email us at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. Again, that's theawkwardstare at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening to us. We love you all. 